Welcome to episode 40 of The Local Meta. My name is Fletcher. And I'm John. So, how you doing, John? I'm pretty sure I'm the literal embodiment of death right now. <laughs> like... I was talking to you on um, uh, on Friday, and you said, to paraphrase, screw penicillin, caffeine is the greatest drug ever invented, or the miracle drug, or something like that. Yes. <laughs> yes, that is very much true. Because <laughs> um, you basically haven't slept and have a giant cold, right? Oh, I've slept. Like Oh, now you have? Oh, well, no, like, I actually, the thing is, like, being sick, I can actually sleep better, because my entire body is just absolute agony. But... <laughs> I don't you you might be like casually aware of this but I basically have a chemical dependency on caffeine <laughs> like <laughs> yes. I I've I've and I've literally had this for like since I was like in high school I've had a literal addiction to caffeine like I would get cravings for Mountain Dew I suffered through withdrawal and I couldn't function if I didn't have it like it is an it was an honest god dependency and I, I've been able to, like, wean myself off of it, like, multiple times. But the problem is it's so easy to start drinking caffeine again. And every time I get sick, I know that caffeine will make me feel better. Because it's a stimulant, and the stimulant makes the cold medicine work better. So, like, I, I've, I, I literally drink Pepsi to try and, like, you know, reduce the effects that the caffeine has on me. So I still get a little bit of it, but it doesn't cause, like, adverse effects. But I've been slamming Mountain Dew like it's going out of style. <laughs> and it's like, I'm not looking forward to once this cold is gone, because, like, weaning myself off the caffeine is not going to be fun. Uh, hey, at least it's not meth. <laughs> yes. At least it's not meth. Because you wouldn't be able to afford magic, but... Um, <laughs> so, um, today we're going to talk about a new set release. Huzzah. We're going to talk about Unstable. Fletcher's secret wet dream. I am secret. so excited for this set. I think I'm the only person in our area that is, though. I'm excited for it because there's a lot of goblins. Yes. Yes, there are a significant number of goblins. And it's a lot of what I love about goblins. This set is a lot of what I love about magic in many ways, so... <laughs> Which is which is kind of nice, and yeah, it's nice to, that they take goblins and make them a little crazy in this one. But a little, oh, okay, absolutely batshit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, but yeah, I'm gonna point out there is multiple instances of goblin cleavage in this set. That I'm pretty <laughs> sure that has never been seen on a magic card before, and I don't think it ever should have been in the first place. But it's totally there. I mean, you know how to sex a goblin, so. <laughs> Oh my god! Like, but yeah. Okay, so let I just wanted um uh, before we kind of do our relatively normal set review sort of thing, um I just kind of wanted to. There's a couple mechanics in the set that are just new and crazy, and I just kind of wanted to talk about them, and get your thoughts, and you know share our thoughts basically in general on it. So why don't we just um uh, hit these up really quick? So. Um, the first one is Contraptions. First, which, by what yeah. standard? It is neither alphabetical nor, like, numerical. Or... What standard? Like, you're like, first up is Contraptions, but it's not in alphabetical order. So, like, what what's making it first? Because I said it first. All right. <laughs> Drink some more caffeine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, um... If you don't know what contraptions are, Google it. <laughs> That's a good way to explain it. I mean, there's a, so there's a lot going on with these cards, but basically it's a, they use a separate deck, and you can have them activate once every... Th a, a, set, a subset of them activate... Of your contraptions, you have activate once every three turns, and creatures assemble them. <laughs> creatures and their spells. artifacts. So yeah, things assemble them. Yeah, but so, John, what are your thoughts on the whole on contraptions in general, just from a general magic standpoint to some degree? 
I'm relatively okay with them. Like, there's... The thing is, none of them feel, like, super, super broken because of the fact that they can only have happened once every three turns. Like, yeah. there are some really powerful effects that some of these contraptions can do. But, oh, yeah. like, the fact that, like... Excuse me. You have to set up the fact that it's going to happen in three turns, which, like, it adds another layer of planning to your turns and stuff, which I kind of appreciate. Like, mm-hmm. there's a complexity to contraptions, but they also don't need to be complex. Yeah, because you literally could just slam, like, you know, if, if you don't want to worry about the complexity, you just, you just are like, okay, well, my next turn is going to be this, you know, it's going to trigger for this one, so I'm going to put it in this slot mm-hmm. and just go with that. Whereas, like, if you really start thinking about it, it's like, well, I want these two abilities to activate together, but I want this one after the turn, you know, and, and there's a, yeah, there's a lot going on with these, like, and this is one of the, like, they're, they're silly, because Unstable is silly, like, the names and everything, but mechanically, they're pretty straight up. BB Gun might be one of my favorite, like, names of anything in this whole set. Oh, really? It's just, it's literally a gun that shoots bees. It's yes. a BB Gun. <laughs> yeah, B B gun. I but... love simplicity in my humor. See, I like the like a lot of these are, you know, great like that stuff like Arms Depot is literally a pair of arms in a jar. Yep. <laughs> you know, and like <laughs> they're all kind of crazy and stuff like, you know, like that. But then you get stuff like Dog Snail Engine. Yeah. Which <laughs> what's what's a dog snail, you know? But <laughs> I mean, it's a dog snail. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's pretty self-explanatory, sir. A dog snail yeah. is a dog snail. Oh, I should know this, but I mean, I don't know. There, it's a very interesting seeming mechanic. Like, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of cool, actually. But so, do you think these could end up black border someday? <laughs> I'm. I personally don't think so but that's entirely because the whole needing an entire like third deck as it were yeah is a lot of upkeep yeah it is like i wish that they had been done a little bit differently so they could at some point become black border but at the same time i think they've successfully made this function in such a way that makes it very un which is good for the set as a whole yeah maybe like as i said in a lot of ways it feels very vanilla yeah like it feels very normal magic it feels very straight up i mean it's it's out of the box don't get me wrong like having another deck is is crazy but like just from a logistical standpoint and everything like that but i don't know it's interesting like no like it's what it's sorry they very clearly like they they specifically made them not silver border like one to show off the art and two technically these are legal if you have a card in black border that can make a contraption because is that true yeah because the rule is no silver border cards are legal and constructed yeah these are not silver border Hmm. nothing can make them is the big thing like yeah. every card that can assemble a contraption is silver border. So thus, by proxy, these are not legal. But there's nothing about the cards themselves that make them not legal. But I don't know if I could show up with a contraption deck <laughs> well, no, to but... a legacy tournament and have it be legit. Like I, because I could have a contraption deck without having cards that assemble them. Well, true, but then you're basically just bringing it along to show along the sides of your deck. So yeah, but I mean, like, but my point is, is like, is that are they legal cards? Like, there's, I'm, I'm being pedantic to some degree, but like, that's how, that's how we are when we deal with rules issues. Yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that it's like, yeah. I'm pretty sure like you could literally bring this with, and it's, if this is in your deck box, you will not get a deck registration error. Probably not. Okay. You might wonder but, what I don't know. Doing, but... Th- this is true. That's pretty cool. So, the other new crazy mechanic is uh augment um again if you want to know what this is you probably would be better off googling it but basically there's two types of there's a host creature um and then an augment which changes the trigger for the 
creature the host creatures enter the battlefield effect and then gives it a bonus. Yes. Like this will this is not black border obviously at all. Like there's no way that's moving heading over there but this is interesting. <laughs> I actually think that it isn't that far fetched for these cards to actually become black border. See, I think contraptions are easier than these. I mean, yes and no, right? Like, so, we already have melt cards. Yes. And we already have enchantments. Yes. And these function very similar along those lines. So, but the thing, the big thing that you're missing is they alter part of a text box. And that's the huge thing. That's a very difficult thing to do. I understand that. But like, I like when I look at the cards like this. I like I look at them like, all right. Like the main frame, or my brain isn't working. Yep. Like the main frame is there for these two function. Like obviously, a yep. few things would have to change. Yes. Like, but I see this as being a lot. Like, it's less upkeep, as that makes any sense at all. Like, like I look at these cards, I'm like, all right, so this is kind of like scavenge. It's kind of like an enchantment. It's kind of like meld. It's just all these right. random little things all formed up together mm -hmm. to create but weird effects. The thing is, is that it really like, like the concept of like, you know, a creature that can only be attached to another creature and stuff like that. Like that makes sense. Like, like that makes sense. But the big thing is, is like with meld, you're changing into something completely different. Like, changing half of something is very, 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 very difficult within the rules. I get that. Like, but... I, I, I don't think you get how hard it is, though. Like, how like how rules futzy that is. I mean, what is it that you, like, what, that you were saying? Like, a lot of the rules for the unsets can be explained with, you know what we mean, you shithead? Yes, exactly. And that is true. Like, and with this, to some degree, it's like, they, they, you know, explain the rules really quick, but it's like, when you do it, you, you know what you mean. Like, <laughs> and that's what a lot of, like, this is one of those things where the rules are super intuitive or, or sorry, the function is super intuitive, but the, like, if you tried to blackboard or rules this, it would make no damn sense. Yes. But like, you know, like I could see like, just because of how easy, like, there's a lot of things in Magic where, like, the rules are really complex, but the actual function is very intuitive. Like, yes. this is not the first thing like that in Magic. Far from mm -hmm. it. And so, like, yeah. as a result of that, I could see there being a point where they could eventually make it so, um... Yeah. Meld, or not meld, um... Augments and hosts actually could work. Like, yeah, you have to... The, the thing is, is they have to figure out a way to communicate trigger effect on the cards in a way that can be referenced simply and clearly. Yes. And that's, and that is a huge hurdle. Like, like contraptions has, have logistical hurdles. Um, but like realistically, the, like rules wise, they just work. They work within the rules right now. Yeah. Like there's nothing weird about them from a, you know, comp rules wise. Whereas like hosts and augments, I said, I said, look at them. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, well, the interesting thing about the contraptions is that the reason why they work within the rules is because they literally wrote their own rules when they made them. <laughs> like, the th you know, the contraptions, they literally started with a blank slate and got to decide how they would function. The host, I mean, and, yeah. aug the host and augments, not so much. Like, they still have to follow the same basic understanding of how mm -hmm. magic cards work. Yeah. But I mean, like, if any single one of these, you know, like contraptions was just an artifact that triggered once every three turns like you could you know yeah like it would, that out is what i'm saying like, it would make sense like like even even the the like rules associated with contraptions are not really that far out there and the entire thing is like the extra deck basically uh, yeah it's it's more logistical things like the extra deck thing is just like whew. yeah like i don't know i feel like like I, yeah, I don't know how you'd handle with destruction and stuff then though, or whatever like that. But like, it feels like it should almost be like a contraption board, if that makes sense. I mean, that's basically but, what it is, right? Like your contraption kind of, deck yeah. is effectively a sideboard. 
yeah. with its own graveyard. Yeah, but okay. Well, that's enough about that. Those are the two big mechanics that are coming in. You know, coming in for this non-tournament legal set. But I don't. Know. They're both cool. I can't wait to play with both of them. But they're legal. All right. Tournaments. Huh? Said they're legal you... in commander tournaments. You can stop trolling. All right. <laughs> so let's just let's just hit up some of the the stuff, the highlights of this set that we found and stuff. So, all right. Favorite effect. What just jumped out at you and grabbed you? Do you mind if I start since I just went off on a giant rules chant? Oh yeah, you yeah, do. Thank you. You. So I'm going to pick a pretty obvious one, which is rules lawyer. <laughs> um, so it's a creature. Um, and its ability is state-based actions don't apply to you or other permanents you control. Right. And then there's like 14 miles of reminder text for that. But yeah, literally, like, like, hot damn, that messes up magic. <laughs> yes and no. Like yes and yes, you mean? I think. Yes and sure. Yes and sure. Like, like, it takes a fundamental piece and just is like, yeah, we're just going to kind of ignore this. Like, It's another one of those things that, like, you understand it in principle, but the actual, like, playing it out makes no sense whatsoever. Yes, exactly, and that's what I'm saying. Like, like it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever when you play it out. Like, I mean, and I'm not one of these people that's like, oh, man, I'm going to play this card and it's basically Platinum Angel, because that's one of the, you know, functions within everything. Like... I mean, I look at all of it and I'm just like, oh man, like there's a ton of things that just. Yeah. Uh, uh. I will say this card gets an honorable mention for a card that annoys me the most that because people keep bringing it up. Fair enough. Like so many people are like, oh man, if I ever get like two out and play at the same time, I can never lose. I'm like, yeah, and then you're not playing a game of magic because you're a twat waffle. Like. <laughs> you're kind of missing the point at that yeah, point to some degree right. where it's like ha 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 hard lock I can't yeah yeah. person I'd love for them to uh, not being able to draw a card is not a state based effect right yeah. uh, I don't actually know I think you just lose actually with that just straight lose yeah so I don't think it's state I don't think it's state based like cause stuff like door to nothingness and all that it's not a state-based effect, you just lose yep, the game. That just, that just works, yeah. Yeah, because, like, life total is state-based, poison counters is state-based. Yep. Yeah. I don't it's, know. That, the card's wild, though, and it's like, the list of stuff that it messes up is just insane. <laughs> also known but as everything. Everything, yeah. Like, the only thing that would probably, like, break more things is skipping the cleanup step. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if that would. Skipping the that would mess up a lot. Skipping the cleanup step, step screws up a lot of stuff. I know, right? <laughs> uh, but, okay, what did you pick? Uh, mine is decidedly less douchey and just more hilarious. Uh-huh. Mine is Animate Library. <laughs> it's a six-mana uh. blue enchantment that says Enchant Your Library. Enchanted Library is an artifact creature on the battlefield with power and toughness, each equal to the number of cards in it. It's still a library. <laughs> If enchanted library would leave the, <laughs> if enchanted library would leave the battlefield, exile animate library instead. So your opponent uh, can't unsummon your you or your opponent cannot unsummon animate library. Thank you for that correction because I would be the one unsummoning my own animate library. Yeah, I, I had to fix that because I know for damn sure you would gladly draw your entire deck if you could. Uh, I, I've played Enter the Infinite in decks. I would draw my entire deck. Like, uh, man, I just find this card to be hilarious. Like, it's, it's just a, insane. It's a giant freaking creature. <laughs> like, like you cast uh, like even in limited. By the time you cast this card, it's probably a twenty twenty. Oh yeah, like, it's like I just it's love this ridiculous, card. and it's great because like you're slowly like it's shrinking as time goes on, which is just even more funny. Yeah. So, did you read them? Uh... Rosewater's articles about making the set? I have not. Okay. Do you know when this card was first, or the the initial version of this card was first created? 
Mercadian masks. No, he actually said he made it in his first design for Temp. I think it was he said it was like Tempest or something like that, one of the early ones. I'm not, I'm like not... he put he put it in the set and then eventually it got pulled out because they're like, yeah, this is terrible. <laughs> this makes no goddamn sense. You're a heathen. Well, because they're like, you can't do that, and then it's like, well, then, they, then it's like, oh, make a creature with power and toughness equal to light, blah, 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 and like it ended up getting so convoluted and stuff, and then just got shelved forever. And then, like, when he was making the set, he said, he's like, yeah, I was playing a game, and they're like, he's like, yeah, my only way, he's like, as a joke, he was like, yeah, my only way to get out of this is to if, if I could, like, animate my library. And all of a sudden, he's like, oh, like, I have a new card. <laughs> I can animate my library. <laughs> but, so I love that the card was just created in an insane way, too, kind of. But, yeah, this, this card's just insane. The funny thing is, I'm pretty sure I've seen this card relatively similarly created on like the custom magic uh subreddit a few times that's not surprising there's a number of them in here where i'm like i've seen this card multiple times before actually one of the cards on my list i have seen exactly um multiple times on the custom magic subreddit or slightly very slight variations but well the super like something like i thought about when i first saw this card was like so to enchant your library, you're technically like putting this underneath your library to represent that it's enchanted. So like you're kind of putting a card back in your library, but you're not because of game rules. And I'm like, man, a douchebag would really make this card miserable. That's why it's silver bordered. I know. And if you're being a douchebag in silver games, you're a dick. Yeah. Stop playing this game. Yes, just go away. We don't want to talk to you. Not not the game you're in. Stop playing the game of magic. Yes, that's what we were referring to. I think we were both on the same page there. Yeah, just, <laughs> just rehashing that with people. Oh, man. Okay. All right, so... um, Favorite art of the set. Uh, I went with... Actually, one of the first pieces of art spoiled, I believe. If I recall correctly. Um, it was... It was an early one, because I remember seeing a very fuzzy version of this art. But oh. um, I, I I picked Squirrel Dealer. <laughs> like, it, I don't know. This card, just every time I look at the art, it just gets me. <laughs> like, I just love all the squirrels hanging out in the dude's coat. And, like, everything about it is just perfect, you know? It's just, like... I love the fact... Oh, I'm, look, I'm looking at it right now, and I'm just kind of losing it. I love the fact he's a raccoon. That's my personal favorite part. I, excuse me, a raccoon lizard bird. Oh my god, I never <laughs> even noticed that. Jesus <laughs> Christ. His talons. The more you read it, the more you look at it and read it, the better it gets every time. Like, like even like the flavor text on it, even the, the, like the card itself is just a legit card, too. Like... This was a this was a strong contender for card I most want to draft, but then I listened to my heart, um, which this may actually be it. But um, like, man, this oh god, I love this card. Yeah, I don't know if this one, if one of these gets past me in a draft, just because I will start giggling incessantly. And we'll just know for sure if it's in your opening pack or not. Yeah, it's like I just start giggling and take a. <laughs> they're like, you took a scroll and I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't give away information. Never. <laughs> Uh, okay. That's mine. What is John John, what is yours? I'm sure you have a really serious card with some like <laughs> Yep. I well, as everyone is well aware, my my favorite arts tend to be extremely colorful. You know, I'm a big fan of purples and like lightning effects and stuff like that. Like I like I enjoy the imposingness of art. This one completely throws it out the goddamn window. <laughs> it does. <laughs> uh, my favorite art in this set is Work a Double. <laughs> um, I, it's an I, unassuming card. <laughs> I adore so many of the goblin arts in this set, but I figured this one just, like, this encompasses it better than any of the others. <laughs> There's this gigantic goblin ogre holding another goblin with a hammer head on the goblin's head, and the other goblin is also holding a hammer. <laughs> and then the big goblin's also holding two nails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, I love this art. I love the flavor texts. I mean, I, even though, like, the flavor of the card, assemble two contraptions. Yeah, like, this is just <laughs> uh, great. Uh, it's just... I'm so glad they took this route with like that goblins were a big part of the set. Cause like there's just so much insanity with goblins. Like I just, 
goblins just work so well in onsets. They just do. Like, oh man, it's just great. Like, like and that that card exemplifies it in a lot of ways. Like, goblins are already like you know they're pushing that boundary on being almost a little too wacky. Yeah, they can. They for, can like, be general magic, right? Like, mm -hmm. goblin flavor text has some of the greatest flavor text of all time. And yeah. this is them just being like, yeah, goblins push the border. Let's see what happens when they just plow on through that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I think of some of the, like, good flavor texts from Magic that I think of. They, it either is goblins or involved go involves goblins. Like, even my favorite griffin flavor text involves goblins <laughs> tangentially. Which I'm sure you know what it is then. I think I do... My brain is really bad on functioning right now. I know. That's the, the two little goblins sitting in the sun. Down came the griffin, and then there was one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that was Wild Griffin from, like, Starter or something like I that. I can't remember. Right. Moral of the story, goblins are great. They're Goblin, not goblins are great. They're not appreciated enough. All right. So, card you most want to draft... Alright, I'm going to be really boring. I just went and picked <laughs> um, Optical Optimizer, which is a contraption that uh, basically it gives a creature you control the ability to tap draw a card. <laughs> so I get to draw more cards, and that's all I want to do all the time. Yeah, Fletcher is extremely boring in every sense of the word. I'm sorry, but it's just like... I mean, yeah, it's a silver border set, but drawing cards is still fun, man. <laughs> I mean, sure... I guess. I'm sorry, I suck. I mean... You you couldn't have picked something that's more entertaining by no, any means. My... I, I've, I've, I will establish this now that I will never pass this card, ever. If I could buy you a print of this card, I totally would. <laughs> this... Uh, my, my personal favorite, I want to draft this card a million times, is Hammerfest Boontacular. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, is a glorious name yes and with so, glorious art also with like it's literally a goblin rock concert and everything is a bomb <laughs> everything's explosives uh, and whenever you cast a spell with goblin explosion here's watermark which oh we never went over that there's five different factions oh yeah goblin faction is called goblin explosioneers yeah so there's uh Order of the Widget, um, Agents of Sneak, which Sneak is an acronym, Goblin Explosioneers, uh, Crossbreed Labs, and I'm the, forgetting the last the one, though. People. Oh, the uh, Dastardly Legion of Doom or something like that? Legion of Dastardly Doom. Right. There we are. I mixed it up. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and the goblins care about blowing stuff up. The goblins love hammers and bombs. Yeah. It's less music and more straightforward damage. Uh, like, this is one of those, like, like the funny thing is, is, like, the art of this card is so cool, too, because it's, like, one of those things, you the more you look at it, like, the more you notice and the more you start laughing. The more but, like, insane this, it gets. Like, this card, like, literally just plays into everything you want to do, which is play goblin cards. Yes. <laughs> uh, I play goblin cards and goblin-related cards, and it gives me... I'm basically every single goblin card has a shock attached to it, which is just which, perfect. Which is good too. Like that's actually like yeah. legit. <clears throat> I'm but. sure it's very intentional that this card costs five mana. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Like it, uh, man, that card is sweet. Yes, everything. Okay. this card is sweet. Yeah. All right. So this is going to be kind of a weird, a weird question here. Like we use this one in our main set reviews, but I, and I was like, uh, I should just delete this. But then I'm like, no, we're going to leave this one. So what, what do you card do you wish could show up in an eternal format? This is basically a variation of what cards most likely to show up in an eternal format. Like if we could play any of these cards in eternal formats, like which one, like would you want to work? In this regard, I'm actually the boring one. You kind of are. I went with the very straightforward Spike Tournament Grinder. Which, that card just, like, as soon as you read that card, you're like, oh man, the possibilities are endless. That card would be banned immediately. Oh yeah. Like... I, I mean, a, a card that lets you get banned cards, really. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> they would. Well, hey, that means that if you could somehow cheat it into play, you could get itself. <laughs> My head just exploded. I don't even know. Like, so funny thing. Like this card. Like looking at it, I it it looks like a card that was that I would see on that uh, one one uh, Tumblr I follow. Uh, YMTG Cardsmith. <laughs> Because it's like all Frexian mana and like just insane, st- like oh man! But yeah, people people learned a long time ago that Frexian mana is broken, so yes. they like to put everything with Frexian mana. Mm-hmm. I actually asked a really interesting question, or I thought it was interesting. I asked this, I asked someone a couple of years uh-huh. ago. I'm like, how different would Magic be if every single card was Frexian? Oh God! <laughs> and they're like, it would no longer be a game. Yes, it would be a terrible game. It would break everything in half, but okay. So, John, like, what cards would you want to play with Spike? I'd probably do something like super stupid, like Chaos Orb. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like. So here's the deal. I feel like that's the flavor win to some degree, just because it's like you're playing an unset, and Chaos Orb is basically an uncard that got printed before unsets exist. Yeah, like, I'm not gonna lie, I actually have a pretty large stack of cards. Like, mm-hmm. I have a large selection of cards that are not legal in a lot of formats. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have, like, ideas for things that I would bring with for, uh, if I ever drafted this card, like, Mind's Desire. <laughs> <laughs> like, my, so my instant thought as soon as I read it, um, was Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, because you didn't know that card was banned in Legacy for the longest time? No, I did, didn't I? No, when you first built Legacy Burn, you showed me a list, and I'm like, you had like three Wheel of Fortunes in it. I'm like, this card is not legal in Legacy. Oh. Like, isn't it? I'm like, no. That was a long God, time no. ago then. It was a long time ago. <laughs> okay, yeah. Like, if I was starting to like build anything, I'm like, really? Yeah, I'm like, this but... card is definitely not legal yeah, in Legacy. Yeah, that card's stupid, but well, like that would be my one. So honestly, though, if I did, the card I would... The card I pick, it would be a statement. It would not be practicality. I would do Mind Twist. Just on principle. Just on principle, because Mind Twist should not be banned. Free Mind Twist. Yes. That's as close as we get to politics on here. (laughs) Free Mind Twist. So I think I have the kind of a little slightly crazier one to some degree on this one. I'm not not 100% sure. So... And I think you would need some tweaking, but I picked Buzzing Wackadoodle. This card is so goddamn weird. So. I know why you like this card. This is an interesting card. Like, choice cards are always interesting. Yes. In my opinion. And, like, this is one of those cards where it's like. um, uh, It reminds me of. uh, What was that card called? Um, It was from. Not Theros, but one of the sets after Theros, and uh, it had like inspired when it un- or no. Uh, but basically, your opponent had to choose if a, if um, you'd like pick a card from your hand, and you're without revealing it, and then your opponent would have to choose like if the mana cost was like greater oh, than four or four or less. Yeah, the, and, um, the uh, Sphinx. The Sphinx. Yeah, I can't remember what it is. It's Arbiter of the Ideal. Yeah. There we are. Like, and I love that card, even though like. The correct answer is always to pick greater. Like, 99% of the time, you just pick greater. Is it? Yes. I thought it was the opposite. No, because if they get something bigger, it's bad. <laughs> where, where otherwise, they're spending just a little bit of mana or something like that. I think, I think those... Otherwise, I'm totally wrong, and that makes everything, like, awesome, because then you just Ar- sit there and go, what? Arbiter of the Ideal is not the card you're thinking of. Oh, then I'm wrong, then. I think it's Conundrum Sphinx. That's it, Conundrum Sphinx. Each player choo- no, that's each player chooses the card name. Each player reveals the top card of his library. The card- blah, blah, blah. Oh yeah, that's oh. Not- oh whatever. We you're know talking, we know what the you're card talking does. about a Sphinx. I know that. Yeah, it's some it's some dumb card that's no good. Um, but but yeah, like but this is kind of like less severe, and I think the choices are more interesting. And I feel like this would be like like with a little tuning, like this is a card that could see play somewhere. Like this kind of thing, like yeah, like the difference it's... between this card and the vote card is almost nil. And like, the vote card, yeah, yeah, like the vote cards from um, conspiracy. Like the difference Pretty between close. this and conspiracy vote cards, 
like the will of the council, there's almost no difference whatsoever. There's less, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting, but like, there's just a lot of like a lot of this one is going to come down to mind games with your opponent, yep. right? Because you can't just say, "Oh, I'll always name Doodle," because yep. your opponent probably wants Buzz. Yeah, like your opponent wants you to have Buzz. No, you're if your your opponent casts this, you're trying to yes. decide what you want to name. Oh yeah, you yeah. like like yeah. If I cast this, I want Buzz. Like that's yeah. what I want. Unless, unless, unless your opponent is at exactly two life. Yeah, basically. Like, or you're just the controlliest of control that's control. Yeah. And, like, this is your win con, which would be sweet, too. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, it, I don't know. Like, the mind games and stuff with this one, it's like that, that game within a game sort of thing. I just think this card is cool as heck. Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff going on with that card. Like, I like yeah. it. It'll be interesting i mean it's a legit card too but it's just a little too crazy for like black border i think is what it is but i i'd love to see like that card almost i mean i think it's i think it has the potential like like i said like you have to change a few things but this is it's Mm -hmm. very similar to will of the council yeah it's similar but it's one extra clause yeah okay all right so next up we got our bomber bust cards so we're changing this one up a little bit too. This isn't necessarily about playability or anything like this is cards that we think either missed a little bit or something's off. Like something could be off on them. Something's great about them. The card's going to be super fun or not super fun, but we can't tell. So um, how did you go for this one first, John? All right. So mine is very cryptic command. And I love your reasoning for this, by the way. Yes. Um, it is much like Cryptic Command, where it costs a colorless and three blue. And is an instant, and you choose to untap two target permanents. Tap each permanent target player controls with exactly one word in its name. Discard all the cards in your hand, then draw that many cards. Or return target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand. Mm-hmm. My problem with this card is there's nothing cryptic about it. Like, all of these abilities relatively make sense. Yeah, the, there's only one that does not work in Black Border Magic. Yeah. Like, and, it, and it's intuitive. Yes. Like, it's like, everything was like, sure, this is just a generically good magic card. I um, I believe it was BBD who first said this, actually, where he said that mm-hmm. Watsi really punted when they made this card because what they should have done was make it odd. Every single version of this card is a full art textless version. <laughs> like, yeah. Every, every single version. Like, <laughs> maybe on, like, Gatherer, you have, like, the actual errata, so it has actual like abilities. Yeah, but I would be perfectly fine with this card literally having no text and just being called Very Cryptic Command, colorless blue, blue, blue. <laughs> uh, like, I get it. Like, the, the problem is, is, like, you have to have gameplay and, like, a card that people can't play because you can't read it is just no like not ideal but like i totally agree with that like that almost should have been just pushed to the limit yeah like obviously it's in, it's good that the card actually has you know mm-hmm. a use to it but it would be really sweet if it didn't yeah so that's my that's my complaint okay so my card and so mine i the reason i picked this one is because i don't know if this card is going to be fun or if it's going to be annoying and this is one of those cards where i feel like the you know what we mean you you shit like is very important so i picked entirely normal armchair so it's an artifact with no casting cost Um, and during your turn if it's in your hand you may hide it on the battlefield Um, your opponent may pay zero and return it to your hand if they uh if they can see or if they can find entirely normal armchair um you can also pay or so then you can pay two sacrifice entirely normal armchair to destroy target attacking creature so it's actually useful and stuff like that but this is going to be one of the wankiest cards in the world and that's and that's my problem is because and it's not because i i don't think the card design is bad i think that people are horrible and and 
you just can't give them stuff like this because they don't know how to behave. <laughs> yeah, I've had multiple people ask me questions like, well, what happens if, like, when I play my land for the turn, I just play this at the same time underneath it? Does that count as hiding it? It's like, yes, but, yeah, you know, that's legit. your opponent can still, like, and they're, like, just trying to figure out ways to basically, like, cheat. Like, one guy literally asked me, so if I, like, put it underneath my playmat, is that technically on the battlefield? And I it's just, like, like, stared at him, like, are you f***ing kidding me? You know what we mean, you shit. Like, are you seriously <laughs> gonna be like that? Like, it's like, like, and that's what I just want to really feel, it's like, like, silver border cards are, are, like, like, black border cards you play to the rule. Yes. Silver border cards you play to the spirit. Yes. Like, you play them how they're intended to be played. And, like, so, like, some, like, the cards are doing a thing for a purpose. And, like, this one you get, it's like, you're supposed to, you're supposed to hide it among your other cards in the battlefield or sneak it on there or something like that or, you know, whatever, and things like that like it's not designed to be a super cheap kill spell that you can cast for free no it's not like, it's 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 not designed to be a kill spell it's actually designed to be a, a mini game like mm. like that's what the whole thing is like so yeah i just feel like people are gonna be dumb about it it's it's just like those cards like i just see one below it like like handy dandy clone misses, or it makes a two two colorless token that you have to represent with a hand. Yep. And like there is like a hundred like asks to Rosewater about about the the cards. We're like, well, you know, and like, but this, but this, and it's just like you you know what the hell is meant by this? Yeah. Stop stop trying to abuse it. This set is not meant for you. If those are the things that come into your mind. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what it is. Unless that's what your playgroup does, then I'll pow more power to you. Yeah, but like, if that's something that you... Do it in the store. If, if you all enjoy doing stuff like that, fine, sure, whatever. But it's like, you know, a lot of playing with these cards is very similar to our commander philosophy. Yeah. Which is play as the people around you want you to play. Yeah. Yeah. Play the game that everyone else is playing. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, which, by the way, I'm super happy that I asked Rosewater about. I I sent him an ask that was you. You basically can answer all these ninety percent of the um uh, unquestions with you damn well know what we meant, right? And he's like, yes, yes, you can. <laughs> but, and he he even had a smiley so face on the end. He even had a smiley face. Oh, he knows it. It's just yeah. like, but it's like, oh my god, people. It's kind so. of entertaining that you of all people understand that. Oh, things are designed to be done in like in the way they're designed and it's like i get that with with this like i don't know i don't know but yeah i'm a dick but you know being an asshole is bad value so okay so next all right favorite flavor text in the set and this one has some good stuff with it so I think the only flavor text for me that made me just kind of like laugh like crazy uh, was actually the ones on the Amateur Atur, which is the <laughs> dumb vanilla creature, but it has the, um, uh, <laughs> it, it basically just t gives the end of the uh, Dragon's Maze st uh, storyline. I suppose I should read it. So, yep. um, And thus at Maze's end, the rumors end, the runners end their strife. Our saving grace, that hooded kid, is now guild, guild packed for life. Attributed to Ravnica the musical. And uh, that just tickled me the sir, whole way. Sir, it's but, Ravnica the musical. Okay, yes, I'm very sorry. It's clearly in capital letters and an exclamation point. <laughs> yes, they took the time to add that exclamation point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I just love that one. It tickled me to death. I thought it was very clever. I'm sure people like other things better than me, but... All right. Probably. I don't know. I, I did get a kick out of that one just because, yeah. like, I like things that throw back to other sets and stuff like that. So it just fits so well. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But all right. What do you got? Uh, mine is extremely short and relatively boring. But once again, it just it really encapsulates goblins. Mm -hmm. uh, mine is Steam Flogger of the Month. <laughs> okay. which 
like you kind of got to take in the whole image here, right? Like it's literally a goblin nailed to the wall with a frame around him that says employee of the month over it. <laughs> and he's just hanging there holding his hammers. And the flavor text is the perks aren't great. <laughs> and it's like it's so unbelievably simple and it's just like this is this is what goblins would do if they had an employee of the month because they wouldn't know better because <laughs> they're goblins <laughs> <laughs> oh man honorable mention goes to literally every other like goblin related flavor text in the set but yeah yeah Probably Three-Headed Goblin would have been my second choice. That one is incredibly clever also. Yes. Because, you know, it's the 3-3 with triple strike, and then what was the flavor text? Um, It's true that two heads are better than one, but after that you run into diminishing returns. Which is, the funny thing is, is it's it's totally accurate. Yes. Like, which (laughs) is just funny. Like, that's what actually entertains me more than anything, is that it's just like, oh... Yeah, that's totally right. (laughs) In 90% of situations involving creature combat, this thing is a 3-3 double strike. Yep. Until you randomly encounter a 0-7 wall. And then it's super great and it's a wall smasher, I guess. (laughs) Or an opponent's face, I suppose. This is also pretty good against that. Okay. (laughs) Alright, so... Um... What what is our favorite like reference joke pun blah, blah, whatever in the set that's definitely meant to be a joke? So this one is low hanging fruit, but with the amount of time I've spent on the custom magic subreddit, like the fact that this card exists just makes me laugh. It, uh, it's Crow Storm, which is um. Sorcery for two and a blue. Create a one-two blue bird creature token with flying named Stormcrow. With Storm. (laughs) Yep. And then... I've literally seen that exact card with the exact mana cost made on the custom magic subreddit multiple times. Actually, I think I've seen it for one blue-blue fairly more frequently. But, like, the fact that, like, the exact card is made... It's just funny. Um, and then the the great thing is is the flavor text is even referencing the old <laughs> the old Stormcrow flavor text. So they just they're just calling out everything in that one, and I I just love it. I think it's great. But yeah, like I'm I'm not surprised this card exists. I honestly don't understand people's obsession with Stormcrow. Like it's a it's a meme. It's not even like an exciting card. But it's a meme. The foils of it are worth like $40. Because it's a meme. I know, and I hate it. Because I hate memes, apparently. It's because you hate Force of Will. That too. And that's the part, other part of the meme, but that nobody knows why. So Because it's blue and it pitches the Force of Will. Exactly, so that makes Stormcrow one of the strongest cards in Magic. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> yeah they, like... By the way, they just need to reprint Stormcrow. It's a 1-2 two for 2, flying. Like, that's a totally reprintable card that's just bad. That's the thing, though, is, like, I don't think the design space is there for it anymore. You can, you like, you can reprint a 1-2 two for 2, flying. You, like, you, it's not that hard. Can, you can, I'm not disagreeing, but the problem is 1-3s for, for, with flying for 2, and 2-1 two flyers, like Welkin turns, have basically yep. taken the place of Stormcrow. Oh, they're way better. Like, like in every sense of the like in oh any no, I get that they're better, right? but like there's been sets with flying like a, a like a flying man equivalent. True. Like print a storm like you could almost print a stormcrow instead probably in a good portion of those times. I don't know, Stormcrow like secretly bound to a specific plane. I don't think it is. I mean Stormcrow is a really easy card to yeah. I don't know. Maybe they just don't want to reprint it because of stuff like that, but just okay. spike people. Yep. All right. What what what's yours? Uh, mine is a reference to literally the entire existence of magic. Um, I don't know if you've ever done a search for night of before. Uh huh. Or just search night. Like, there's a lot of nights in magic. Uh huh. 
Knight meaning, you know, dudes in armor, obviously. Knight, yes. Knight. And this is basically a, th- a reference to that, which is Knight of the Kitchen Sink. Because there's literally a knight of everything, including the kitchen sink. <laughs> and, like, once again, just the whole thing encapsulates perfectly. Like, it's a joke about all the other knights. It's a joke about how it's a joke on the old play of everything, including the kitchen sink. Like, It even copies White Knight's, like, templating. Yeah. like Which is great. White Knight for a 2-2 for, for with first strike and protection from something. Yep. Uh, yeah. But, yeah I just, I'm just a big fan of this card in general. Like, also, Dat Art. He's a cyborg. Yes. He is a cyborg. He's a cyborg knight. There's so much going on in that art too. That's it's busy art. Yeah. Okay. John. Yes. Big ticket cards. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of the cards from here that are just going to be super, super expensive. Oh, obligatory mention. Sorry. Yes. Oh. Full yeah. art basic lands. Oh, yes. Full art basic lands are going to be the big ticket cards, actually. Yes. The foil tokens will probably see some uh, some good stuff, too. But Yeah, foil tokens will, are going to be worth something, probably. Um, I'm pretty sure they're going to exi- they're going to make foil contraptions. Um, yeah, I think, I think yeah they, they can be foil. I think foil contraptions are going to be worth money, which is going to suck because I'm going to need to get one of each of the goblin ones. But I already have yep. multiple people who literally told me that any of them they get that are goblins, they'll automatically give to me. So, John, you'll get mine. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Can I can I throw ran, random little annoyance with someone recently? Oh, like, what did I do? He no, it's like this guy cracked a pack of iconic masters, and he gets a foil. Goblin, uh, what the hell was it? It's not sharp. It's not goblin sharpshooter. I'm being an idiot. My brain's but a, a goblin of some sort. It's the 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 one that whenever you cast an instant sorcery, it shocks something. Gutter snipe. He cracks a foil gutter snipe, and I see it. And I'm like, I would really like to trade for that gutter snipe. And he's like, All right. And then I look at him like, It's worth a dollar. He's like, Yeah. I don't know if I want it for commander though, so I'll have to think about it. It's like, Oh my god. It's a foil goblin, and you want it for commander. And it hurt my soul, because I don't have one of those in foil yet. We'll, we'll do what we can for you, man. It's not even, like, a good card in commander. Doesn't like, have to be. It's like, ugh. <laughs> uh. Okay, so cards that you think will actually be, like, assuming that your commander group decides that you can play Silver Border forever and ever, amen. Yep. Uh, because the leg- commander's a casual format. All right, let's go. The legendary, yeah, the legendary creatures. We'll see. You think play. all of them? I, they all have something cool that they do. So yeah, I like, think Crowstorm will see something. Will show up somewhere. I think people will try it. Oh, that will absolutely show up because people have a weird boner for it. But like, it, um, yeah, it's one of those cards. I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of disappointed in old Buzzbark. Yeah. Just like he's a legendary goblin, and he's not that exciting. No. He's also just a wall of goddamn text. Yeah, he has, there's a lot of text on there. But, ugh. I mean, Spike probably will end up with some people's commander stuff. Yeah, I'm, I've, I would build a Spike deck because I'm a heathen. Or a heathen. Yeah, I'd, I would too because I would just want to play. The problem is, though, is, is then, like, can you produce off-color mana in Commander? Uh, yes, they changed the rule because of some card that was printed like a year or two ago. Oh, sweet. Okay. So if you have a mana rock or you steal a land from your opponent, like, you cannot actually have that mana symbol. Yeah, you, you can't... Can... Yeah, but I mean, you can still play um, uh, yeah, like uh, Dark City, City, of, City of Brass. Yeah, like City of Brass, Dark Steel Ingot, stuff like that. You can yeah, still produce mana do. of that color, and it will no longer convert to colorless mana. That's oh. why they changed it. They changed it so the colorless cards would actually work. Oh, okay. Because that otherwise, you could say that you're tapping your Dark Steel Ingot for like a black when you're playing a mono blue deck, and it would actually give you colorless. Oh, yeah. So the that way of sense. fixing that was to get rid of that rule. Yeah. I'll probably pick up a spike and make a spike commander deck then because I'm dumb. I'm probably going to try and pick up a foil one just because spike is me and I am spike. Yeah. You know. This is true. Got to represent. Represent? 
just like goblins. I gotta represent the goblins. Gotta represent the goblins. Um, you know what card I don't think people are gonna go apeshit about? Infinity Elemental. <laughs> I think people will for a short while because they think it's funny. And then they'll be off of it like they'll, right away. They'll realize that the card is very, very mediocre, actually. It's just a big creature. It's like, yep. It's like 90% of the time. One like there, I was actually talking to a guy about Infinity Elemental. He's like, oh, this card's so great. I'm like, so you like Phage, do you? Yeah, the, I mean. They're like, they're like, but this card's so much different than Phage. I'm like, really? Really? How? Uh, how is this different than Phage? Like, you can, you can reanimate it and stuff and you won't die. It's like, yep, you can do yep. that with Phage, okay. too. You just have yep. to have a Torpor Orb in play. <laughs> it's like, the card is Phage. That's all it is. It kills anything. And it kills your opponent. Yep. That's basically it, It's Phage. It's fine. Yep. It is, it's fine. It's cool. I like it's one the of those art. cards that it's like, it's like, yeah, it's fine, but, um, you know. I mean, it's not even that great limited. It's That's the funny thing. It's just a big, dumb beater. Yeah, it's a big dumb beater with only five toughness. Like it's not yeah. that hard to double block this thing. No, I mean it kills anything that double blocks it, but whatever. I mean, yeah, you 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 get two for one, but your opponent spent seven mana, so yeah. But what else? Yeah. So those are the cards that I yeah I think that's about what I see. Um, yeah, all the legendary stuff, basically. Yeah, and then the few cards we mentioned, but. I don't know. I think I think most of the others like I, I think some of the other stuff will like people will play, but I don't think it'll be like way out there. Yeah, I'm not expecting anything super insane. Like I'm gonna play some silver border crap when it comes up when I get a chance. But Mario Kill could be super interesting, except for the fact that you're not allowed to play an infinite number of killbots. Yeah, which severely reduces her power level. So yeah, you'd have to play changelings. <laughs> yeah, which is technically an option. Yep. There's like but, three in those colors. Yeah, something like that. But okay, John, favorite card overall? Uh, mine is extremely boring, and I, I, I. Do you have any honorable <laughs> mentions? <laughs> uh, once again, every single goblin card. Okay. I'm I'm kind of curious about Urza Academy Headmaster how that's gonna work, but it's It'll be interesting. You know, it's weird. It's whatever. Uh, yep. My f my favorite card overall is Gimme Five, <laughs> because yeah. as I told you, what is it? You showed me this card. I'm like, they finally printed a life gain card that's actually worth casting. And your response was, I mean, how much life can you really get? I'm like, one white mana for a high five is worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. I like the like those cards like Gimme Five and stuff like that. I think that's a cool concept. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's just it's just entertaining. It's just like you know, random like yeah, high fives are sweet. Uh huh. I I total I'd like I would literally pull out like a timer on my phone and be like, all right, I'm gonna hit this and I'm gonna start running around the room trying to get high fives from people. Right. <laughs> uh, the funny thing is they is they balanced it because it's not per high five, it's per person. Yes. Well, I mean, otherwise it just gets unreasonable. Oh yeah, then it's just no fun. Also, that octopus just looks like it's having a great time. Yep. Okay. All right, I got a bunch of honorable mentions because I think this set was super clever. Um. Okay. So, uh, my first honorable mention for like car for one is um subcontract, which is the simplest card in the world. This is one quite black. possibly one of my favorite cards of the set that isn't goblin related. Exactly right. Uh, sub so one black sorcery. A person outside the game looks at target opponent's hand and chooses a non-land card from it. That player discards that card. Like the simplicity. Like I just love that card. Like the design of it is so good. It's so simple. It it's so hard to design a simple card in a set like this. And that card is so simple yet so good. At, so normal magic card. But so unset card. It's, I, I don't know. I think it's awesome. Um, Plus the art and flavor texture, great. Yeah, it is. Um, just desserts is one also. Uh, one in a red instant. It deals pie damage to target creature. <laughs> like, 
case, the case anyone was wondering, that's 3.141592.7. Whatever. And I don't remember beyond 7. Or or as, this, or as the reminder text says, pi is the ratio of a circle circumference to the diameter, and the reminder text for that says, it's a smidgen more than 3. Yep. <laughs> but basically, they reprinted lightning strike, but yes. in a way that, well, you know, that can only hit creatures, but in a way that is an uncard. Like, and I think that's awesome. Plus, it's a like, goblin throwing a pie at someone. And also, the flavor text is, <laughs> it's time to put the die in diameter. <laughs> but, um, Flaky, so irrational. My, my third uh, card is, or my third honorable mention before we get there, is uh, Super Duper Death Ray. Uh, Tuna Red Instant for a, uh, it deals four damage to target creature, and the spell has Trample. This is one of those cards that is super intuitive rules wise, but trying to template it makes absolutely no sense. Like I guess they've been trying to print this card for years. Yeah, it's super in like Black Border. It makes sense when you read it. Yep, you're like, oh, okay, yeah. It just doesn't work in regards yeah. to magic. Yeah, exactly. But because <laughs> them comp so, rules, yo. Yeah, the fact that they did it makes me happy though. So. And this may seem like a weird one, but I think my favorite card in the set is Border Guardian. Uh, artifact creature for four. Um, it has three abilities. Whenever you cast a silver border spell, put a plus one, plus one counter on it. Uh, whenever you cast a black border spell, Border Guardian can't be blocked this turn. And whenever you cast a white border spell, Border Guardian gets double strike until end of turn. I feel like this card exemplifies what unsets should be in a lot of ways. Like... It's playing around with those things that are way outside the are outside the norm. I like it when it plays around with parts of the cards like that, and I love that it's like encouraging you to play white border cards. <laughs> that alone is kind of like my favorite part. Like I, I actually when I first saw this card, I thought that the bottom line was flavor text, and then I like I actually read them like, oh, that actually says white bordered on it. Yeah, that's rules huh. text. <laughs> it's like every little thing matters. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. Like the borders matter stuff in this set is cool too. Like there's a few cards with that. Yeah, and I mean you can't. I mean you can't have just like a referencing just silver and black border because then what happens if someone does play a white border card? Yeah, you know. Yeah, I love it. Specify. Yeah, it's so great that they included that. But yeah, all right. Overall feel of the set. Not really. I I've. I don't. I, expect, I have a lot of thoughts on this. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't expect to buy boxes and boxes of this set. Um, the fact that the only thing I really care about getting in the set is foils means that it's going to be a lot easier for me to just buy the individual cards as they are. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, I definitely think I would enjoy drafting this set. Yeah. So my my short answer is this set looks just zany, but looks super legit at the same time. Like this. If you read the other unsets, they they look fun to read, but you can tell that there's just something off about them in a lot of ways. Um, this set looks fun to play. It looks very well constructed, and and I will say to some degree at the expense of um, probably getting packing it with more crazier cards and stuff like that. Like some of the cards are, are just crazy flavor, but are just totally straight up cards um when they tried to when they like cards like i said like uh just desserts and subcontract cards that are just like normal magic cards but have a really solid unset twist to them i think those are really important cards that they figured out how to make um the one other weird comment i have about this set is the order of the widget freaks me out (laughs) a lot the the clockwork grandma Clockwork Grandma makes me trip balls, but just like the general, like all the stuff with them of when they're like replacing arms and stuff like that, or like the people that are like very obviously like like anything with an Inspector Gadget neck <laughs> bothers me. Like you know that like tubular neck thing that kind of comes out. Yeah, it's like to some degree. So like yeah, the Clockwork Grandma really freaks me out. Like the more I look at that picture, the more it bothers me. It's like. 
it's not really the same thing, but it's very much like, you know, that Uncanny Valley style. Exactly. That's what it kind of is. It's like, it's just too close to life mm-hmm. that it freaks me out. Like, That's fair. I don't know. It's really weird. Also, I love that they use punch cards for their computers. Um, in regards to the whole zany but legit uh, philosophy uh-huh. of yours, I actually... I kind of feel that that's actually very important for this set. Yes. Because, like, suddenly, like, this isn't gonna be just, like, you know, like, the super casual people want to crack these packs, right? Mm -hmm. Like, this legitimately looks like a format that would be fun to draft, and people who draft, you know, competitively will still be able to play this, and it'll be, like, they'll be able to get their competitive, you know, drafting, like, the fun of drafting, but they're not gonna have to be super hardcore about it. Like, I think Mm -hmm. being less wonky and clearly designed for limit like this is this reminds me a lot of like the master sets where it seems like it's very much designed for limited i think that Mm -hmm. will definitely result in them actually being able to sell more packs as a result and i think like i don't want this set to do what the other unsets did Mm -hmm. which is like fail um or at least be perceived as a failure yeah be perceived as a failure even though they really weren't yeah but like and i agree with you like i like when i look at this set like a lot of the stuff that like augments looks very functional. Like there's silly things that happen with it when you get like you know half monkey, half rat, or whatever it is. Yeah, as they but, already like, had to errata the infinite combo. Yeah, but the but it's very mechanical. It's very it seems very designed for a draft set. Contraptions are the same way. It seems very focused for we're gonna make these mechanically. We're gonna make these play well. We're gonna make this whole thing play in a way that makes sense and is fun. And I think that, and and it's fun to play, not just read. And I think that's very, very important for the set. And I'm glad they did that too. And focused on limited so heavily with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to the unsealed event that will be happening. Hopefully, hopefully they have one on Saturday and not just on Sunday during the invitational, but yeah, I, I just got to know when it is, man, because I'm going to be there, but I am so pumped. I, I wish the owner knew what it was. <laughs> uh, I just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. This is going to be, uh, I'm looking forward to playing this set. I'm going to be buying a box and probably doing a phantom draft for people. So this might be one of those situations where I actually buy a box just to toss it in the closet. Fair enough. I'm like, I might do it for this set just because, uh, you know, long term it will be worth it. I don't, but yeah. And it's, I also won't be super tempted to crack the packs because I not I won't be looking for anything that I need. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. But, all right. So, John, you got any, anything else before we wrap this up? I think that's a pretty good look at it. our thoughts on Unstable, at least. I wish I didn't get sick, like, almost exactly every once a year in, like, the same month. <laughs> I mean, you could avoid getting sick once a year, just have a kid, and then you just get sick all the time. Yeah, but then I have to have a kid. <laughs> yeah, that's the rough part. Let's not let's not go down that that road. So, <laughs> if you want to send us send us some feedback, you can shoot us an email at thelocalmeta at gmail.com. You can catch us on Twitter at thelocalmetapc. All right, John, I hope you get better. Thanks. I hope all I right. do too. <laughs> All right, then we will catch you next time.